Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Too Late to Fly podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline. And I'm Kevin. Together, we're going to dive into different topics around weight loss, body image, relationships with food, and how to overcome life's everyday struggles and challenges so we can all live our best lives possible. Remember, it's It's never never too late late to fly. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Uh, This is episode 12, and we are going to be talking a little bit about uh, food restriction and food restraint and kind of some topics and uh, issues maybe that you've kind of come to realize after we've done a lot of research on trying to help you overcome this uh, binge eating disorder that you're um, battling and uh, fighting and overcoming uh, currently. Um, And I think, too, we wanted to, um, again, preface this by saying neither one of us are experts, neither one of us. Um, our doctors or anything like that. Just we're surely speaking out of the research that we've done, and uh, your experiences and our experiences with what you've kind of gone through uh, with fighting these uh, demons. Mm-hmm. So um, I think first we would like to start with saying like there's a difference between um, like food guidelines and strict uh, diet rules. Um, and how that plays into uh, creating this uh, cycle of food restriction, food restraint, and then binge eating. Um, right. It's a very vicious cycle of the restrict, restrain, binge, and it keeps kind of going in a circle. And that's kind of where I found myself. Um, and what I'm working on currently is overcoming that vicious cycle of not allowing myself to have something, constantly thinking about it and obsessing over it, telling myself not to have it, and then actually allowing myself to have it, not being able to stop, binging out on it, um, feeling negatively about it, feeling like I failed, like I did something wrong. So then I just keep eating more of that food because I don't know when I'm going to allow myself to have it again, when I'm going to do it again. I already feel like I'm doing something wrong. So then once I finish eating and finish like that binge, I go back to that cycle of I'm never eating it again. I'm never doing this again. And it's just that constant cycle. And that's kind of one of the main questions I get asked a lot is about my eating disorder. But how, what were some of the key things that I noticed in myself that I needed to get help or wanted to get help or decided to actually reach out for help because I felt like something was not right. Um, And this is definitely one of the biggest issues or challenges I was facing, which is what made me realize I actually do need to reach out for help. And now, like Kevin had said, we're doing so much of our own research based on what my recovery is like, what my therapist is like, and finding out more information. And, you know, I'll preface it too, like we're not therapists, we're not specialists in this. Um, If you do find yourself struggling with some of these issues, we highly recommend, you know, seeking professional help and going to see maybe an eating disorder therapist, checking in with your doctor and getting the specific help that you might need. Um, Because just like we said in our last podcast episode is everyone's recovery is different. What everyone's challenged with and faced with and going through is different. Um, And you might even realize you have a little bit of these tendencies and you're like, oh, that's an interesting way of thinking about it. And might not it might just be as simple as that. And it might not need medical attention or help as well. So we're not even saying that if you do struggle with these things, you do have an eating disorder or you should get help. Um, But just kind of sharing like Kevin had mentioned when when we began is sharing through my experience what I've gone through, what's helping me. Um, And it's really once I realized I was in this vicious 
cycle, um, that's when I was kind of like, okay, I need some help because I couldn't get out of it. And the more I kept going, the bigger it was getting and the more of an issue it was getting. And I just felt like I was spinning out of control and had no idea what to do to get out of this cycle because it is really difficult. Right. And so I think to the the beginning thing that after we've done all this research is there's a there's a few things that lead to this restrict and restraint of of food. And part of that is creating these hard rules um, regarding like when you're going to eat, what you're going to eat, and how you're going to eat. That could be saying, okay, I'm not going to have chocolate i'm not gonna have chips i'm not gonna have whatever that may be or it may be i have to stop eating at seven o'clock at night right or i can't start eating until five o'clock in the afternoon right and even that could be sue saying i'm not going to eat carbs i'm not going to eat fat and you stick by these hard fast rules that this is just the way it is there's no wiggle room it's very black and white and that um like the the psychological effects of doing that lead you back to that binging and restricting and restraint and I think being aware of those things is key to breaking that cycle. Exactly. And it could even be like healthy food restrictions or rules. Like you think, oh, this is healthy that I'm doing this is I'm going to cut out sugar because that's so unhealthy for you or whatever it is. You could be doing it for reasons where you think it's going to benefit you or have health benefits. And I'll use what I did as an example is when I started, when I was 500 pounds, started my weight loss. I joined Jenny Craig and a little bit about them is they have specific frozen food pretty much that you eat. Um, Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks. They have bars, shakes, and then you incorporate fruits, vegetables, and healthy fats. So for me, right when I started, I completely went on like those food rules and said I can only eat Jenny Craig food. I can't eat anything else. I have to stay strict to the menu, strict to the food. And even for me, the thought of eating off of that was like, that's so wrong. I can't do it. Um, so even though I was 500 pounds, for my own health and well-being, I had to lose weight. Going so far to be restrictive in, I can only eat Jenny Craig. This is the only thing that works. Everything else is bad. Everything is off limits was already setting me up for kind of failure before I even began losing weight because I was putting such strict rules into place where I can only eat Jenny Craig food. Right. And then when you break those rules, the negative self-thought and the negative self-talk, the negative feelings and all of those things only lead you back to more binging and more restriction and more whatever, because you're trying to control your 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 weight, your self-shape, whatever, the size, all of these things. So you feel like you're in control when you're restricting but then you're losing control when you binge. So then you counter, like you counteract that binge with, again, more restriction. Right. And so that's exactly what it was, is I felt like, oh, I got this. I'm losing weight. I'm eating my food. This is going so well. But the moment I went off Jenny Craig food or ate something that wasn't even on plan, and it could have even been something healthy, but just going off plan it was like, I'm failing. I did something wrong because I broke this rule. I broke this rule that I can only eat Jenny Craig food. So if that's my rule and that's the rule I set in place for this is how I'm going to lose weight or be healthy, then you feel like you failed and you've done something wrong. And so you have like that shame associated with food or eating something that's not on your food restriction or food rule. And then it just creates that unhealthy mindset. And for me, if I went off Jenny Craig because I was so restricted, 
I would completely start that binging cycle of eating maybe not just a handful of chips, but the whole bag of chips because I was so restrictive and not allowed myself to have it. And so then I would eat the whole bag of chips, feel like crap, really feel bad about myself because A, I just didn't feel good after eating that much food and that much amount. And then two, physically, I could not stop eating. And then three, it was this, I failed, I'm a failure, I did something wrong, I let myself down. And it was that shame. And then right back to, I'm never doing this again. I'm only eating Jenny Craig food. I'm staying on this. And that was my vicious cycle for a really long time. Well, I think too, it's, it's important to say, uh, we'll use the chips as an example here. I'm going to eat less chips or I'm going to not eat chips. And then when you think, okay, I'm not going to eat chips, what's your brain going to do? It's going to focus on chips and that's all you're going to think about and that's all you're going to want and that's all that's going, like, that leads you to thinking about chips constantly and then binging out on chips. Mm -hmm. The moment, there's something in it, like I talk to my therapist all the time, the moment you tell yourself you can't do something or you can't have something, your brain starts obsessing over that. And so, like Kevin said, example for chips I'm a carbs girl. That's my my thing was more chips, breads, carbs in excess amounts is where my downfall was more than like sweets and stuff like that. Um, but I think where it comes is I told myself it was only Jenny Craig food, even though they have chips and brownies and anything you could pretty much want on Jenny Craig. It would constantly be thinking about all the foods I couldn't have or the things I wasn't allowing myself to have. And so the more I told myself I can't eat this, the more I just wanted it even more. Right. And I think too, if you had say, okay, on this day, I'm thinking of chips or I'm thinking of that candy bar and you allow yourself to go say, okay, I'm going to have a couple pieces of that candy bar. Oh, I'm going to have a handful of chips. Your body's going to allow you to say, okay, I've had chips and it's going to move on. But when you don't allow yourself to have that normal amount, you constantly are thinking about it all day long, all day long. It's going to be very hard to stop yourself from eating that whole bag of whatever it is. Right. And a good example is if we had birthdays or holidays or like events, family events, friends over for dinner and we had a barbecue and we had like chips and hot dogs or hamburgers, whatever it was, I would never allow myself to eat that food. It wasn't Jenny Craig. So in my mind, it was bad at that time. Um and so Cheetos used to be my downfall. Like that used to be my go-to food for comfort, for anything I was struggling with. Cheetos, a bag of Cheetos, hot Cheetos, normal Cheetos, whatever it was, was my downfall. So when I was on Jenny Craig, I was kind of changing up food, you know, doing what I needed to do, what I thought I needed to do to lose weight. And then if I went to my parents' house, let's say for a barbecue, and there were Cheetos there, it was like a big red flag, like the X going, eh, 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 like you can't have it, it's bad, it's dangerous. If I think I would have allowed myself, let's just have a handful of Cheetos, I really want that, and move on, it would have been a lot easier for me than saying, no, that's bad, and then for weeks, constantly just thinking about it, to a point of then, I would go to the store, get the whole bag, and eat the whole bag, because I couldn't stop thinking of it, was obsessing over it, was dreaming about it, thinking about it, having this push and pull of you shouldn't be eating this, but I really want it, but you can't have it, but you should be, you know? And so it was just adding more damage to if I just said, I'm gonna have this normal amount of Cheetos, a handful of Cheetos and move on with my day. And like Kevin said, it's changing your mindset of I'm going to never have it and not eat it, or I'm gonna eat 
a little a bit of it amount or it. less of it and not eat the whole bag, but still allow myself to have some of it. It's, it can't just be like all or nothing because that's what leads to that unhealthy mindset of having to binge once you've restricted it. Right. And I think, too, there's another uh, kind of flip side to that, too, of you're still not allowing yourself to eat those Cheetos, but instead you're going to eat something else in its place, whether that's uh, dinner rolls, uh, hot dogs, whatever it is that you say, okay, mm-hmm. I'm not going to eat those Cheetos, but then you here you are, you're overeating on something else to compensate for that negative energy that you have regarding those, those Cheetos. And this was definitely something I struggled with, and it wasn't until actually very recently that I figured out this was going on, is if you are struggling with like a binge eating disorder, it doesn't matter even if you're binging on healthy food, you're still binging out on food in excess amounts to compensate for something else. Um, For me, if I was really hungry and really wanted those Cheetos and wasn't allowing myself to have it, I would eat excessive amounts of carrots and bell peppers with hot sauce. Or apples. And I would sit there and just, because on Jenny Craig, you could have unlimited amounts of bell peppers and carrots. That was like, it was called like a free food. Like you were just, it was unlimited. Like you could just eat it. So I would literally sit there and in my mind, all I was thinking about was Cheetos, but I would over be excessively eating carrots and bell peppers to try to fill that void of what I really wanted, not knowing that that was also causing harm or that was also binge eating. I was also binge eating on those foods to try to cover up the foods that I shouldn't be eating. Right. And I think too, like like the more research we've done, we've come to find out that there's like, there's like physical things that are caused by restriction. And there's also mental things that are caused by restriction. And I think too, those that it, like physically, when you restrict yourself from eating whatever it is, again, whether it's carbs, whether it's fat, whether it's uh, chocolate, whether it's Cheetos, chips, whatever that may be, your body physically becomes hungry for those foods. And so, like, you can't ignore that urge or that hunger because that's, again, when you're going to create, like, your body's physically going to do something else in order to get what it, it wants. Um. And I think, too, like when you feed that hunger, it makes that urge go away and you can stop. But when you restrict and you don't allow yourself to eat those things, it's hard to to, to stop once you start. Like it's opening that, that floodgate and it's just all it, like there's no holding you back. And that's definitely something I've learned recently. So it took me years to kind of figure this out. And for me personally, it took me talking to a therapist and really being honest with myself, my struggles, and with her what was going on. Because for me, it was easy to pretend these weren't issues or these weren't challenges or that these were normal things that everyone dealed with and dealt with. And knowing because I am trying to lose weight, you're not supposed to eat Cheetos or you're not supposed to do this because I was following all these different rules of what I should or shouldn't be doing. And it wasn't until recently I found out how harmful that this actually was and try to kind of fix that way of thinking. Well, it's just those hard rules that create this psychological and physical uh, like cycle because you start with dieting to uh, control your weight or to control your size or control your shape. And then at that point, you become preoccupied with those rules that you've set, whether you say, okay, I'm not going to allow myself to eat carbs, whether I'm not going to allow myself to eat chips, whether I'm not going to allow myself to eat cookies. And then at that point, You've got that mental, uh, like that, that nutritional deprivation, and your body's going to crave it. 
And then you've also got that physical hunger for it, that your body needs whatever it is that you've eliminated by following those hard rules. Then you break those rules by a binge, and then then you're going to be critical of yourself and have those negative thoughts, that negative talk, that whatever, you've got that all or nothing mentality going on, which again, at that point, you fall back into that binge and it again, cycles over. So you create the, the, the strict rules to- You eliminate that food again. To eliminate those was, foods, to eliminate right. those things and to punish yourself for what you've done. Because you broke those because rules. Because you broke those rules. So if you allow yourself to have a normal amount and then move on to something different, you can break that that negative cycle of that that whole binge and restriction cycle if, if you just allow yourself to have that normal amount and move on. And that's why I think it's so important to go back to not classifying foods as good or bad, not classifying foods as off limits or on limits, or I'm allowed to eat this, I'm not allowed to eat this. I have to stop eating at this time. I can only start eating at this time. It's kind of eliminating those strict rules. And sure, it's going to be different for everyone if your body functions better or medically you need to do certain things for yourself. But when we're specifically talking about like weight loss or, you know, changing the relationship we have with food, I think those rules we set on ourselves are so important to kind of break away from because that's what's adding to that negative mind mind space and that negative place around food. And again, thinking when you go off of your food, like for me, if I went off Jenny Craig, I was breaking my rules and doing something negative then I thought negatively about myself. I thought negatively about the food I was eating. And then I felt negatively about me eating that food. And then I went completely the other way to punish myself and to restrict it and have be off limits again. And like, if you keep going, you're never going to kind of break that cycle of that restrict, overeat, binge, hating yourself, feeling bad about it, feeling guilty about it. So then you're restricting again. Right. Um, and I think that's just part of, again, you coming overcoming this binge eating and this restriction and all of that is again being aware of this is what's going on because again until you had really been diagnosed with binge eating and really started focusing on overcoming that i don't think either of us really understood what was leading to those binges you thought oh i just obsessively think about food oh i think uh i i can't control myself once i start eating these foods but you didn't really understand like that big deep down why those things were happening. Right. The only thing I realized what was happening is I could not stop eating once I started. I could only limit myself from not eating those things for a certain amount of time before I completely just gave in and I had to have it. And it was not only like, oh, I'm having this craving. It was like physically, mentally, like I had to have it. Um, and then once I had it, it triggered that binge and that's when it couldn't stop. So for me at that time, I knew, I, I just thought that it was a normal thing. Like it was a normal, I'm not allowed to have it or I don't allow myself to have it. And now I'm eating it and I'm enjoying it so I can have as much as I want. Not realizing until like recently that that was such an un- unhealthy like behavior and pattern that I was in. Right. And I think too, again, going back to kind of like some of the physical things that are going on with your body at that point, like when you ignore those hunger signs or those hunger cues, like your body is going to do, if you constantly ignore those, ignore those, ignore those, it's going to create, like you're going to become physically preoccupied and think about food constantly. That might look like on your way to work, you're thinking about what's for lunch, what's for dinner, what's for breakfast. On your way home, you're thinking about those things. You're thinking about all these elaborate ways that you can cook different foods deep down inside, you know, you're never going to eat them, but that's what you're thinking about. 
Um, and then at that point, physically, you're after you've done that for so long, that that mental strength is going to break. You're going to binge out on something. Mm-hmm. And I think that was for me, I really noticed I was constantly thinking about food and I'm not completely over it yet. I have drastically improved now that I have been working on these things, but I was constantly thinking about food. I would be eating breakfast and thinking about, well, when's lunch? And I'd be eating a snack and I'm like, well, when's my next snack? And I would constantly not be even enjoying what I was eating in that moment because I was so focused on what else I was going to eat or what was going to come next. And I think that's what comes from that restriction, that those rules for myself, that limiting calories so much or trying so hard to lose weight that you're not focusing on anything else except this is what I have to do. This is what I should be doing. These are the things I should be eating and this is what I shouldn't be eating. And it caused a very unhealthy relationship because not only was I depriving myself of certain foods or calling foods off limits and setting these rules for myself of just eating Jenny Craig, but it was adding to this like obsession I had with when my next meal was going to come. And I wasn't even allowing myself to enjoy the meal I was eating and listening to my body with, am I feeling it? Do I feel good after this meal? Do I enjoy this food? Do I need something else after I'm eating? Because I was constantly thinking about what's next. And then once like the end of the day happened and I found myself and in quotes running out of food, I started stressing out like, oh my God, am I, I'm going to make it till tomorrow. I'm not going to have any food left until tomorrow. And it was that obsession of always thinking about food and always thinking about that next meal. Right. Well, I think too, that's it. That's that, that whole mindset around food. It can be so hard to overcome, especially when you are on a, a weight loss journey. And I think too, that's why it's important to set up some, uh, I'm going to say looser guidelines as opposed to being so hardcore restrictive um, when it comes to a weight loss journey and sure you might not be losing three to five pounds a week, but as long as you're on that one to two pounds, a half a pound a weight a week, you're moving in the right direction. Sure. It might not be fast, but it's going to be maintainable. It's going to last you in the long haul. Right. And I think it's so important to focus on the choices you're making more so than just weight loss or specific how much am I losing this week is focusing on what decisions and what choices are you making this week? Are you you know, eating healthy foods of fruits, vegetables, whole grains, fat, healthy fats? How do you feel about food? Are you listening to your hunger cues? Are you drinking enough water? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you getting an activity? If you're doing all of these things to help your overall health and well-being as well as taking care of your mental health, that's really for me what I'm focusing on right now. And if I'm doing all of those things and even if the scale doesn't budge, I'm working on being okay with that because I'm making the best choices for myself and my overall health because I found if I'm obsessing about how much I want to lose that week or how much I have to lose in the long term, um, it becomes more obsessive and it becomes easier for me to start restricting more or putting like those stricter rules in place or start to eliminate certain foods again. And I find if I just try to focus on my overall health and how I'm feeling and how I view food and how I'm responding to it and how I'm treating myself with love and kindness, even if I'm trying to lose weight, but not making that the main goal or the main focus of what I'm doing, 
I find it's so much easier to be proud of yourself for what you're doing and not just basing it on how much weight you lose or not focusing on how much overall I still have to lose. It's all encompassing at that point. You're not focused on, okay, I need to do more exercise. I need to eat less. I need to like, that can be overwhelming and create a very negative mind space and put you physically in a negative space um, by being so obsessive about all of those things. By focusing on your overall health, it's easier to uh, like implement all of them at once and, and be in a positive place where you can keep making progress because there's not those those physical things that are holding you back or those mental things that are holding you back because you've put those hard fast rules in place that are going to and ultimately set you up for failure right and i think this time with this weight loss this journey i'm on right now I have mentioned I am back on Jenny Craig, but it feels different this time because I don't have specific rules in place. I don't have specific, I have to lose this much this week. I can only eat Jenny Craig food. I'm only focused on the scale and how much I'm losing. I have to be doing an hour of cardio every day like it was before. And it's realizing the old patterns and ways that weren't working and changing it this time around. Or listening to your body and saying, okay, this isn't, I'm physically grossed out by trying to eat this meal for dinner and you'll eat something different instead that makes you feel good makes you mentally feel good or listening to your body and saying okay i'm really sore today this workout was what i had planned but because of my soreness i'm going to do something different instead and that's okay and Mm -hmm. you've come to be okay with that because of the this the the positivity that comes from working towards health instead of focusing solely on okay i need to do x y and z to lose weight Right, because when you're just focusing on weight loss, that's when those obsessive patterns can come. Or when you're just focusing on how's my body look? Is my butt too big? Are my legs too big? You know, how's my face look? And when you're focusing on all these things, it's easy to fall into that pattern of doing unhealthy things and having an unhealthy relationship with your mind, your body, with food. Um, And I think the biggest thing that's helping me right now is just being aware, being aware of the choices I'm making. Why am I making these choices? Why am I struggling today? Why is it today that when I'm standing on the scale, I'm hating myself and my body? What's actually going on? And tuning in more towards how I'm feeling and what's going on and not focusing on, oh my gosh, the scale went up. Now I hate myself. Now I have to eliminate food. Now I'm going to go to these crazy measures to try to do binge and, you know, or restrict and not eat. Um, but focusing on why do I feel this way right now and what do I need to do to feel better? And it has nothing to do with food. It has nothing to do with the foods I'm eliminating or not having. Um, and it's actually digging down deep and finding out what else is going on. What do I need? And a lot of the times for me before it used to be, well, I need chocolate or I need a burger or I need, you know, a milkshake or whatever, things like that. But now I'm finding it's not food that I'm turning towards. It's what do I need to do to feel better? Is it a bath? Is it a massage? Is it watching a movie? Is it just turning on the Disney movie and calming myself down, reading a book? Is it what do I need when I'm feeling anxious or upset or stressed? Because it's not food that it's actually going to make me feel better. But also at the same time, knowing if I want a piece of chocolate, I'm going to have a piece of chocolate. Well, I think that's exactly it, that it's not, it's okay to eat when you're sad. It's okay to eat when you're happy. It's okay to eat for comfort. It's when you eat that way all the time that it can be dangerous and it can be harmful. Using it as an, okay, I'm having a really hard day today. I'm going to have a piece of chocolate. And then the next, like every day you're having a piece of chocolate, then that's 
that can become a problem. But if you say, okay, today I am, and then maybe next Wednesday I am, and then two weeks later after that I, I'm having a piece of chocolate, that's okay. It's when it becomes that pattern of I have to have it every single day and I have to have endless amounts of it that that can become, become trouble. Right. And I think that's what I'm really working on is it's not that all in and all out mentality. It's not completely restricting myself, setting me up to completely binge out on it again. And I think when I can focus on myself and what I'm doing and what's best for me overall, I'm finding now I'm thinking of food so much less. I'm not stressing over when my next meal is coming. I'm not stressing over, oh my gosh, I'm running out of food and I'm not going to have any more food to eat for the rest of the day. Or it's not constantly thinking about chips 24-7 because I don't allow myself to have it. And even though I'm on Jenny Craig, even though I'm trying to lose weight, I don't have specific rules set up for myself this time where I'm telling myself I have to stop eating by, you know, seven o'clock or I can't eat carbs after three o'clock. Like a lot of these rules I had in place before when I was losing weight, I kind of let all that out the window and I said, yes, I'm following Jenny Craig to help me lose weight, but there's no really other rules. If I don't feel like eating Jenny Craig for dinner, I'm not going to eat it for dinner. Maybe I feel like a big salad with grilled chicken and vegetables and a baked potato. I'm going to have that. Right. And it's not forcing yourself to say you have to eat Jenny Craig or you're not going to lose weight. It's being a little more open and flexible. And I think that's the number one thing that's helping me kind of overcome this cycle of this binge restrict, binge restrict, because it's a constant thing I was always dealing with. Every single moment of my day, it was always challenged with, should I eat this? Should I not eat this? What'll happen if I eat this? What'll happen if I don't eat this? And it became such an obsession. But I feel like now once I kind of threw all those rules out the window, I'm aware of it, I'm working on it, and I'm not allowing myself to say, this food's good, this food's bad, you shouldn't eat this, you should eat this and being a little more flexible and thinking about what do I need to do in this moment? What do I feel like eating in this moment? Why do I feel like eating? Why am I choosing to have the chocolate or why am I not choosing to have the chocolate? And it's really kind of helped overcome this negative way of thinking and this kind of like, it kind of felt like I was in like a hamster wheel, wheel like spinning around all the time and I couldn't get on, I couldn't get back off. Like there was nothing I could do and I was like looking for help. But I just kept spinning in a circle because nothing was working. But I feel like now it I feel like it stopped and I'm somewhat still treading, if that makes sense, because I'm still not fully recovered. But I think, but too, you've gone that. to the point where you've gotten able to listen to those hunger cues and listen to that. Not I'm not going to say obsession, but that preoccupation and to feed it a little bit as opposed to keeping it at bay and holding it off where you can only hold that off for so long mm -hmm. and then that's going to break down and you're going to binge out. You've become a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot better at listening to those hunger cues and listening to that, that preoccupation and feeding it because the sooner you feed it, the sooner it can go away. Right. And that's one of the things I've been talking to my therapist about. She gave me this analogy that I'll share with you. She said, say you want that piece of chocolate. You don't allow yourself to have that piece of chocolate. So you like pile, I don't remember if she said you pile it on your head, put it, whatever. You keep piling it on because you keep thinking about it. The more you keep thinking about it, the more it's like covering you up and it's like filling your whole world, your space, your body with only this thought of eating this chocolate. Eventually it's going to become so heavy, you can't hold it up anymore and you're going to collapse and then you're going to start binging and eating all the chocolate that you weren't allowing yourself to eat before. And so that really kind of opened my mind to what she had said because I never thought about it like that. It's every thought you were just adding more weight and more stress and more 
like anxiety around that food and you weren't allowing yourself to eat it and it just became heavier and heavier and heavier where you couldn't help but not think about it because it was so heavy and you were carrying around this thought, this feeling, this I can't eat chocolate but that's all I want but I can't eat it because it'll make me fat and if it makes me fat I'm going to feel bad about myself and it's not Jenny Craig so I can't eat it because it's bad and it's after 9 o'clock and it's too much like all those things start happening and you start spiraling out of control, eventually you're going to collapse and not be able to do it anymore. And that binge cycle is going to take over and you're going to lose all control. Like there's not going to be any control left. Instead of thinking, you know what, I'm having this piece of chocolate, you eat it and you continue to move forward without eating this piece of chocolate, feeling guilty about it, eating 10 more pieces of chocolate, plus the bag of chips, plus five hot dogs, plus like and adding two you eat the piece of chocolate and you keep moving forward. And that's what recovery is. It's realizing this food is not bad. This food is not off limits. And also being able to control the amounts you're eating because it's not chocolate that's bad. It's the obsession over chocolate. It's the amount of chocolate. It's how you can't stop thinking about chocolate. It's how you feel about yourself after you eat chocolate. Chocolate's not the problem. Chocolate's not a bad food. It's that constant obsession about it that makes it can make it very harmful and very dangerous, well, whatever it is. Followed by that binge that follows. Right. right. No, I think that that's a. I think that's exactly it. You've gotten to a very, a positive place of being able to think about all of these topics that we kind of touched on today of the me- mental aspects and the physical aspects of food restriction and food rules and uh, the black and white and like all in or all out mentality and how that that whole cycle kind of feeds itself. Um, you've become much more aware of that. And by being aware of that, you've been able to kind of to allow yourself to have that a little more freedom to uh, feed those those cravings. I'm, I'm not, not even cravings, just those thoughts and those, mm-hmm. those feelings. Because um, it could even not be something you're craving. It's just something you see someone else eating it and you're like, I want that too, but I can't. And then it becomes an obsession. Like sometimes even it was foods that I didn't even like or want. Like this might be crazy and I'll share it, but I don't like pie. Um, but every time I would eat, see someone eating pie, I would become obsessed with pie. Like, oh my God, I have to have it. Even though I don't like it. Like there's no way I, in a normal day I'd be like, you know what sounds good is a slice of pie. Like that would never happen because I don't like it. But if I see someone have it, it was something that triggered in my brain, like you're not allowed to eat that. So now I'm, all I'm going to do is think about that. So it's it's it could not even be like a craving or a thing that it's your favorite food and now you're eliminating it. I found it's anything that you try to eliminate. If you have this kind of mindset of this is off limits, I can't eat it. It can become an obsession and that's where it can become dangerous. Like you said, it's not just you have to have an, like the craving for it. It's the moment you tell yourself you can't do something that or can't have something, that's when it becomes hard. Right. And I think the moment we're aware of this, and even though I'm still working on it and I haven't completely overcome this fear of kind of eating different foods or the amounts or trusting myself to not binge out on certain foods, it's all something I'm still working on. But I think it's been so helpful just being aware Because being aware of it has helped me feel more in control and that I actually can recover from it. Because it's not just like this, I'm spinning out of control and I have no idea what's going on. It's, yeah, I might feel like I'm a little bit spinning out of control, 
but I'm aware of what's going on and I'm aware that I'm working on stopping this way of thinking. And that's easier for me to kind of calm down from it and kind of take a deep breath and be like, okay, what do I need in this moment to kind of help me? Where before I was just all over the place and I had no idea what was going on, no idea how to help myself, no idea how to overcome it or recover from it. And I think just being aware has tremendously helped me. Right. And so I think this whole topic of restrictive eating, binge eating, feeling emotional and upset about it and then restricting again is one of the number one things I get asked about. So like I said, this is going to be different for everyone. Recovery is different for everyone. But I hope this kind of gives a little bit of insight as to why I preach and talk about all the time about how for me, I feel like when we call certain foods bad or off limits, that it can be damaging or harmful or why for me, I'm not one who's completely restricting certain foods or calling certain foods bad or telling myself, you know, I can't eat this or that or try to follow specific, more strict diet plans. Um, Because for me, mentally with what I struggle with, that's not helpful to me in terms of recovery and how I think of food and how I think of my body. So if you are someone who is on the keto diet and loves it and it works for you, totally great. I'm totally happy for you. If you're someone who works well with not eating fats, then that's your choice. And I'm happy you found something that works for you. For me, that whole restrict and telling myself foods are off limits and I can't eat this has just added to my unhealthy relationship with my body, with food, and with that obsession of the restrict and binge. So for me, I'm totally a believer in having everything in moderation, being aware of the choices that you're making and not having certain foods off limits or saying certain foods are bad. And again, that's gonna be different for everyone. Everyone has the right to their own opinion, what works for them, what works for their body. And if you are someone who is struggling maybe with this restrictive mentality or the binge eating mentality or this constant obsession of food and what you should and shouldn't eat and punishing yourself, I would highly recommend talking to your doctor, talking to a registered dietitian, an eating disorder specialist, someone who's going to actually specifically help you and your needs. Um, We just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about this since I've done tons of research on it. Kevin's been amazing, has done tons of research trying to help me to try to find things to kind of help. Because for me, I'm a very logical, factual person. I love facts, statistics, actual why is this happening? Why might I be thinking this way? Um, And if I can kind of be like, okay, this is what's happening. This is what I'm struggling with okay, I got this. And it's easier for me to kind of say, you know what? It's not easy to admit I have an eating disorder. It's not easy to talk about. I have this obsession with food and this constant restrict and binge. It's not easy for me. And recovery is definitely not easy to overcome. But as long as I'm aware of it, I know how I can overcome it then. Because if we can never admit it or talk about what we're challenged with or what our struggles are, We can never overcome it or fix it if we keep pretending it's not there. So it would have been easy for me to pretend I'm not a binge eater. I don't have an eating disorder. I have a great relationship with food and with my body. Um, That's only adding to the struggles I'm having. And it's so important for me to not only lose weight, but recover from my eating disorder, recover from this restrict and binge cycle that I'm in and share kind of tips that are helping me along the way 
to kind of hopefully help all of us have a better relationship with our bodies, a better relationship with food, so we can live our best life possible. And just have better overall health. Right. With, in every aspect, in every way. Right. Um, and I think with that, we'd like to say thank you for listening to this episode. And we really, truly appreciate uh, every, everyone who's gone on uh, and left us a positive or negative review. Um, but especially those ones who've left reviews that um, really, truly appreciate what we're, we're talking about and bringing to light. Um, it really means so much that you guys are sharing how much this podcast means to you guys. Right. It definitely means a lot to us to hear how much these topics, you know, having us talk about them, even if they're controversial, even though they may be topics other people don't want to talk about or hard topics to discuss, um, knowing how much of a positive impact it's having and how much it's helping you um, truly does mean a lot to us. And that's why we ultimately decided to do this anyways, is, you know, we're not experts, we're not therapists, we're not doctors. But with me, you know, being someone who's struggled with my body with weight for so long, and having Kevin, who's been there th with me, like every step of the way, going through, you know, weighing 500 pounds to losing weight, to gaining weight, to eating disorder recovery, just sharing the information we've learned and gone through and experienced with you guys. Um, so we really appreciate, you know, the comments, the positive feedback, um, and just your support as we embark on this journey of, you know, doing our podcast. So. Right. Like, it's hard to believe that now we've done this, we're 12 episodes in, we've been doing it once a week now for three months, which is crazy to think, like, that's how far mm -hmm. we've come already. Um, so thank you again for, for listening, watching on YouTube, if that's where you're consuming us. And we would also appreciate if you would take the time, if you haven't, to rate, review, and subscribe wherever it is that you consume podcasts. Right, we would really appreciate it, so. Um, without further ado, I think we'd like to say thank you for listening and watching. Yeah. And remember, it's, it's never, never too late, late to fly. fly.